This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. What a whirlwind. I mean, I mean a whirlwind weekend around the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, usually you don't have this kind of drama upheaval before, you know, a week 15 game. This is remarkable stuff as the Eagles get set for a game in Seattle tonight. Um, but the game actually, in a weird way, feels secondary. It's not. It's a, it's a really big game in the NFC playoff picture. But it feels secondary after all the crazes over the weekend from Darius Slay, uh, just, you know, going in for surgery and obviously going to be out for a little bit here. Certainly tonight he'll be out uh, with arthroscopic knee surgery. And then to all the drama of, of Sunday where the Eagles make a change at defensive coordinator with Sean Desai out and Matt Patricia in are a lot to get into here. I'll save the Slay stuff for the end, but we got to start with the coordinator stuff because it is, it's pretty remarkable. You go back to the press conference last week after the Eagles lost to the Cowboys, and a lot of it, you know, from Sirianni was about no, no change to play caller. The people in the building have, you know, we trust the people here, the coaches here. It's not about one person. And then a few days later, it all comes eking out that Desai is out. And if you really kind of trace the steps back, it's not shocking we got to this point Josh Sweat after the game last Sunday talked about how they weren't playing for each other like they didn't almost know what each other were doing out there then the story comes out in the athletic that was really damning which was the secondary players you know Kevin Bayard kind of leading the way basically asked Sean Desai if they could lead the scouting reports this week if they could comprise the scouting reports and present to the team rather than the coaching staff rather than Desai and his staff doing it that's not a good sign that they didn't trust what what these these coaches were telling them led by Sean Desai and then we get the report on Sunday by Jake Lazor the Eagles made a change to defensive coordinator now the Eagles trying to sugarcoat this and be like well he's he's still here he's up in the booth he's the defensive coordinator in title, but Matt Patricia is going to call the plays. I mean, guys, let's be real. Matt Patricia is this team's defensive coordinator now, and Sean Desai is all but being phased out very, very quickly here. So let's attack this in different ways. Number one, performance-based. There's no reason to be angry at this decision. Like, Sean Desai did nothing to earn his role keeping this job. His defense is terrible. He's got one of the worst defenses in the NFL. It's been this way basically all year, with the exception of a couple days here and there. His defense has got torch left and right. It's the worst third-down defense in the NFL. They can't stop the pass. I, I don't think he's done a particularly great job. Now, I've said all year, they don't have the pieces. They don't have the horses on defense. The secondary is a mess. Slay's obviously been playing banged up. You know, James Bradbury is is lost not one step. He's lost about three or four steps from what he was just last year. The Bayard trade has not worked out the way the Eagles wanted. It reminds me of Golden Tate 2.0. It's just not – he's not the player he used to be, and it's so obvious now watching him snap to snap. 
their best safety, Reed Blankenship, has unfortunately been in and out of the lineup with some, you know, some smaller kind of injuries, but it's been there. Avante Maddox, out to early in the season, though. Good news, they opened his practice window, so he could be on the men before the end of the season to be back in the lineup. But the secondary is below average. And I would call the linebacking core one of the worst in the NFL. You factor that in with what's been going on with the defensive line, which is they're not getting home. I, I think, and this, again, it, it's almost like a... Do you blame the side or you blame what he was given? They haven't rotated as much this year. And I think it, you've seen the residue of that the last couple of weeks. Like, yeah, it was awesome to win that game against the Chiefs on Monday night, the, the, the Super Bowl rematch. But you look at the snap counts and it's like, why is, is Reddick and Sweat playing 80% of the snaps in late November? We got a long, you know, the idea is to have a long runway through the middle of February playing football. And I just thought that was a mistake. Now, if Sean decided to trust the youngsters he has, you know, the Nolan Smiths, they lost Derek Barnett. So that, you know, that they had to move on from that situation. If they don't trust who they have on the defensive line beyond their starters, that's more of a Howie Rosa problem than it is a Sean Desai problem. But certainly that'll be something to, to key on tonight to see if Patricia does that a little bit differently. But look, I don't think Desai did enough to earn and keep the job. That being said, this is a pretty shocking move. This is not an Eagles kind of move. It does reek of some panic here that the Eagles, after two straight losses, are hitting the panic button because they don't have the answers. And... You know, we'll get to who made this decision and where it came from. But I do think part of a reason for doing something like this now is I think it will give Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie clarity as we go into the offseason. And what I mean by that is, do we need a complete overhaul of the personnel on the defensive side? Or was this, you know, or do we need a minor overhaul and was the coaching holding what we had back? Or, uh uh-oh, did what we have on defense was it really, really bad? I, I think when you change the equation a little bit, you'll have a stronger answer. If this defense continues to stink and they can't cover anybody with Matt Patricia calling the defensive plays, it's got to be pretty obvious to Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie. They have to invest their full resources in rebuilding this defense in the offseason, specifically the secondary, the linebacking core, and depth on the pass rush. Now, Nolan Smith, as, as a rookie this year, is getting more time, but another one, right? Get another one. So you have four deep on the on the true pass rush on the outside. So that's going to be a part of the clarity of all this is moving forward, or, or really what do we have? I actually look at this, in a sense, as a double whammy to try to improve this year's team's chances to go win, but also to, to figure out what you really need in the offseason on defense. How much was the available talent, the talent that we have here, being held back by the coaching. The other thing that hits you is who it is. It's Matt Patricia, the former Patriot. And, you know, is it a coincidence the Slay thing? You know, the Slay arthroscopic knee surgery happened the week they give Patricia the play calling? I, I don't know. I, I, I know I'm not the only one who thought it. That they didn't get along. I mean, Slay was very outspoken about how much he did not like Matt Patricia when the two of them were in Detroit together. Patricia traded him here to the Eagles. So there's that weird connection there. And then Patricia's career, although he's, you know, he's been the defensive coordinator on champions and he's got rings, how much of that was just Bill Belichick's defense. When he went to Detroit, his team stunk. Now that may have been just because he's a bad head coach. Doesn't mean he can't be a quality defensive coordinator again. But then he goes back to New England last year and he's moved to the offensive side of the football because they need his help so badly there and it was such a mess in, in, in New England. So it's been a very kind of bizarre career for Matt Patricia where you're not even sure how much credit or non-credit to give him for certain things. And here's an ironic thing with the Patricia 
um, decision here and the fact that he's going to be calling the defensive plays. Now, I know that when he was in Detroit, he was in charge of the defense. I'm aware of that. But you have to go back then. The last time I believe Matt Patricia was a defensive coordinator that, that called the plays on defense, and that was his role on game day. I believe was Super Bowl 52 when the Eagles rocked Patricia and Nick Foles lit them up. I mean, what a source of irony for this whole thing. Now, it's not, it doesn't have to be all bad. Again, this could yield good results for the Eagles, and it, it could certainly yield better results than what Sean Desai showed. But I, I, I do think when you talk about what is going on here, there's a sense of panic. There's a sense of this thing's falling apart. This could work, though. And I will give you an example. On the Midday Show a couple weeks ago, we had Matt Burke on. Burke, the former uh, Minnesota Vikings at Baltimore Ravens Center, really good player, won a championship, a Super Bowl championship with the 2012 Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, I was asking him the day he was on with us, I think it was a couple Fridays ago, on the Midday Show, about teams changing. And, you know, is it too late to change? And basically, my, my question was, the root of it was, are we at the point of the, where the Eagles are at? as a whole, but I was actually in my head thinking defensively. I didn't say this to him, but just in general, where you are, what you are. It's been 13, 14, 15 weeks. Should we still expect something markedly different from this team this year, or is this who you are? And he brought up the story of his Ravens team in 2012 that fired their offensive coordinator, Cam Cameron, and replaced him with Jim Caldwell. And they went on to win the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. And Flacco, of course, had one of the great runs in playoff history. Ironic, Flacco's back in in our conscious now, winning games for the Cleveland Browns. But if you go back, the irony of that that, conversation on the Midday Show just a couple weeks ago, and then what the Eagles just did here, is the Ravens fired Cam Cameron and replaced him with Jim Caldwell, who was the quarterback's coach. So it was a, a, a guy underneath you know, Cameron on the staff, just like Patricia was underneath the sign of the staff. And they replaced him with him at the exact same juncture of the season. So the Ravens in 2012 were nine and four Eagles, 10 and three, very similar. And that Ravens team was coming off back to back losses. They had just lost to drop to nine and four. The Eagles are coming off of back to back losses to go to 10 and three. And they made the switch to Jim Caldwell. And, you know, a month later, Joe Flacco goes on his run and that team wins the Super Bowl. So there's an example of what the Eagles were trying to do working out as well as you could possibly have something work out. I thought that was interesting just thinking back to that story on the show and, of course, where we're at now. So the other piece of this is, of course, who, who runs the Eagles? And now the question becomes, was Sirianni lying to everyone? Did he know he was going to do this and just answer the questions in his own unique way just a couple of days ago? Or, or... Was this one of those things like Mike Groh with Doug Peterson a few years ago? Actually, more than a few years ago now, but you know what I'm talking about. Handful of years ago when he said Mike Groh was his offensive coordinator and then a day later he's fired. That started the root of, of discontent between Doug and Jeff Lurie and eventually they parted ways. Was that this for Nick Sirianni? Did he want to keep Sean Desai and was told by Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie, no, we've got to make a change here. If I were to guess, I would guess it's... Lurie and, and, and Howie telling Nick or sitting Nick down saying we got to make a change here. I, I have this belief that the Eagles treat the coach and this was pushed forward by the Chip Kelly scenario, this, you know, the debacle and then winning the Super Bowl with Doug Peterson. That the Eagles for as long now moving forward as Lurie and Roseman are in charge, they will treat the head coach 
like a baseball team treats a manager. You're here, you're in charge, you know, you get to call the plays or set the agenda, like the manager gets to put the lineup out there or pinch hit or put a pitcher in, but we're gonna do it under the guise of this philosophy. And we make the big decisions collaboratively. That's what baseball has become. The power of the, co- of the manager in baseball has been diminished significantly because they all do it collaboratively and the GM owner, but specifically the GM, president of baseball operations, they really run the show, although they're not in uniform in the dugout. That's the way I believe the Eagles view their head coach. And it's why I don't think we'll see one here for 10 years again like, like you know, Reed. I don't think we'll ever see one get power like, like Chip Kelly. And I think for the most part, they will cycle in and out every five to six years if they're good. Because that's kind of the shelf life of this kind of relationship where you're not really in charge. And when, you know, stuff hits the fan, you look like, you know, you look like a slapped ass because you're up there telling everyone, this is my coach, Steph, I believe in them. And then you're firing them, but you're not really. That's my belief. That's my guess. It's just a guess. I don't know. But, you know, you, and then, you know, you add into the fact that you're starting to hear things like finger pointing in the locker room, you know, taking away the defensive coordinator's ability to do the scouting reports, finger pointing. It's, it's been a weird week. It really has around the Eagles. Then you throw the slight thing in there, you know, him on Friday talking about how, you know, he played well. It was, it was the rest of the team that didn't just a bizarre week for the Philadelphia Eagles here. And now they have to take the field on Monday night with Jalen Hurts sick. And we'll see if he is good to go and plays in this football game on Monday against the Seahawks. But we have a sick Hurts. We have Patricia calling the plays. We do have the Eagles in the playoffs due to the Cowboys lost yesterday, which was obviously very good. And it gives the Eagles a chance to take care of their business and, and still win this division without a significant sweat. Now, they can make it harder on themselves, but the sweat doesn't have to be significant for the Eagles if they take care of business, you know, moving forward the rest of the season. But boy, oh boy, as you watch all this play out, this is not where you thought this team was going to be, you know, on this date when they when they took the field against the 49ers at 10 and 1. I mean, it, w- what a difference. So let's just say when they walked off the field the day they beat the Bills I mean, in overtime. You know, Thanksgiving that was Thanksgiving weekend. Imagine saying then or thinking then, yeah, 3 weeks later, you know, they had you know, the Cowboys and Niners had looked better. They hadn't won a game. Patri- Patricia's in, decides out. Hurts is taking a separate plane over to, to Seattle a lot. And I mean a lot of drama around the Philadelphia Eagles right now. And I don't know. What I do know is this. I don't know you know, where this goes from here, but I do know this. This does not feel like it's on the steady ground that you want to be at 10-3. and three. It doesn't feel on the steady ground. Now, look, I, I felt that way with the 2012 Ravens, the Matt Burke team that I just talked about. And they ended up, ended up winning the Super Bowl. So things could change. Things could change in a significant way. But this feels like the most rocky the Sirianni experience has been since the flower speech. It it does feel like the most what's going on here is this thing on solid ground in a long time. I don't think Patricia will be worse. Will he be any better? Well, we'll start finding out on Monday night and it will change. It will change a lot about the way we feel about this Philadelphia Eagles team, uh, you know, with, with, uh, you know, in just in a, in a few hours, it's going to be totally different. I appreciate all you guys listening, subscribing, following, and of course, watching YouTube page. Check it out there, 94WIP. We'll talk tomorrow. Break it down. Matt Patricia's first game, call on the defensive plays for the Philadelphia Eagles.